This is Jason Kristoff. This is Podcast 68. It is January the 9th, and yes, we're going to be, I think we're going to try and do a podcast today. We got that Facebook ban, the 30-book Facebook ban. Obviously still in the fact, I think this is day 28. And if if I do end up going back to Facebook, uh, I'm not too sure what they're going to allow me to say on there, other than like posting selfies or cleavage or do I have any cleavage I don't know but I I think that's really popular (laughs) so um let's try and finish up today on the uh I think it's a top five ways we're gonna put this one to bed today for sure top five ways that the government sort of makes you uninformed overweight diseased and broke I don't think that's the exact title, but I, I think you get the gist of the uh, podcast I'm trying to put out right now. We we already went over the first two, you know, the toxic food that's served to everybody. Poison the feed of the zoo animals, make them weak, make them docile, make them unable to defend themselves, make them feminize the males, and, and uh, that has effects on the females as well. But that's what the food supply is for. They're always advising you eat garbage and poison yourself and that'll come in really handy with uh, how we're tricked into eating all this garbage that's not good for us because you know the the third point that we're going to go over here is uh, tvs and movies how they sort of impact your behavior we also went over the schooling and put up some links regarding the public schooling and this is this is the this is what we're talking about here the the control grid is so big it frightens people and it's so big when someone looks at it they they're they're like there's no way like when myself and one of my siblings went to um a local not a local hospital but a hospital recently and we both said um, not many people would ever imagine that this 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 hospital, the, the the size of it, the amount of people that work there, the you know the investment, the financial investment, the media glorification, and the political glorification. Not many people would believe that the entire hospital is primarily designed to dumb down and weaken the people in that community because that's how powerful the media is and that's how powerful the TV is and that's how powerful the government schooling is, is you could have a euthanasia center. It doesn't have to be, you know, surrounded by barbed wire. You just you just leave it there and then you use the power <clears throat> of, the, of the media and hacking of the subconscious brain, which we've discussed many times in many different podcasts, and you just make the message repetitive. When Hitler said you make the the message repetitive and you make it big and you repeat it as many times as you can, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't really guessing at that formula. This is, and it's not sort of a, a throwing, you know, crap at a wall and seeing how much it'll, sti- uh, how much will stick. The way the human brain operates, yeah, the more times it sees something that's the same, uh, the more time it hears something that's a repetitive message, the more time is similar. This is how truth is manufactured in the human mind. And truth is basically, you know, what you believe and what you believe can be hacked because the brain itself, the subconscious, 
literally doesn't believe it doesn't care what the truth is it wants to believe what the majority believes and the reason it wants to believe what the majority believes is because the, the primary drive or motivation behind our uh, behavior is safety in the bigger herd so the subconscious does not care whatsoever what the truth really is and you can see that today very obvious people out there they don't care what the truth is they got their masks on masks make you sick and you know maybe i better start you're gonna hear the papers rustling here i should oh oh it's gonna be a tough go <laughs> i can't find a pen i can't find a piece of paper this is what happens when you do podcasts uh, once a day not as organized so i'll put some um reports up from say dr vernon coleman about masking is not healthy for you and it isn't i mean how could you don't need a medical degree to understand that you got a mouth um, you don't have to be the designer of the body to know what the mouth is for. You got a set of lungs, you know what that's for. And then you got a barrier over your mouth. And you know, when people, you know, you watch a movie uh, and they're all very bad, but you watch a movie and when someone, you know, goes to kill someone, maybe they'll put something over their mouth and stop them from breathing. So any sort of inhibition of your breathing even at a, at a percentage rate, like you, even if masks stop the breathing effectiveness of your ap breathing apparatus by five or eight percent, you know, you're five or eight percent down. And if you're, you know, if you're overweight or medicated, you're hard on the coffee, hard on the booze, eat junk food, you're carrying that uh, cancer causing cell phone in your pocket all the time. Like you're really not that healthy to begin with. So can you really afford five or eight uh, percent less oxygen getting to your brain? Probably not. But so yeah, masks are bad. And so why are people why are people wearing them? Why are they like, oh, you don't have your mask on? Why does that person even exist? It's because of this part of the brain not caring it doesn't care it does not care what the truth is you know it only cares what everybody else is doing and how to fit in and how to how do you walk through satan's realm with uh, safety like how do you walk through satan's realm which is what we're walking through today you go to the grocery store you're literally walking through satan's realm everybody's a brain mind controlled drone bot super slave borg type who you know they say they might draw a line in the sand but they they won't they won't ever draw there could be covid concentration camps they're gonna go and uh, i was listening I've, i think i've told you before i was listening to an interview with dolores cahill and she's a phd scientist out of ireland um and i'm gonna make sure to put that up uh, that interview as well so that you can hear her talking about this is she was talking about some books she had read about the concentration camps in nazi germany and, and putting the jews or the dissidents on the, on the trains and there were people that like there were people 
on you know the platforms where you stood before the trains came and those trains went to the concentration camps where which were extermination camps and there were people on the platforms coming up and trying to plead with the jews or the dissidents you know don't get on the train they're telling you it's for your health and safety you know, have you noticed that the uh, lyre is always the same and that's what they used to say to the people that were that were euthanized in the concentration camps it's safer down there than it is in the ghettos where we've sequestered you it's a lot safer to separate you from everybody but dolores cahill was recounting that there were people on the platforms warning the jews and the dissidents don't go they're gassing people there's acid showers they're hacking people to bits with machetes they're shooting people they're starving them to death they're working them to death and you know the the type of person that really it's it's just the average human doesn't have a lot of fight into in them and this is in the, and of course we've already gone over if they've gone through the, the government schooling and the government schooling that makes people uninformed and stunned was originated in germany that's where it was originated so these people standing on the platforms already sort of pre-weakened by the government school system and during war they were you know reducing the food supply weakening them again them again so the average person once they came to the platform if they were kind of targeted in that way they didn't have the strength to push back and fight so they literally just went to their death and that's that's what this kind of list is about as well is how do they weaken you to the point where yeah you're gonna wear the mask you're gonna six foot distance and there's no like there's <laughs> there's no scientific evidence on the planet that that six foot distance reduces disease <laughs> there's no evidence that the mask stops disease there's no evidence that germs make you sick and a lot of people have trouble hearing that it's not because they researched it like i came up across a guy yesterday fully masked and as a he was a friend of mine and he's in the parking lot he's outside and you know he doesn't have any books in his home on this stuff but i tell you if there's if i you wouldn't meet another more emphatic person male or female he insists he knows exactly what's going on so if he doesn't have any books uh, in his house regarding any of these subjects he doesn't do any research on any of these topics how does he come to the point in his life where he's wearing a mask outside even though masks make you sick even though masks masks have never been proven to stop the spread of disease and even though and this is a big jump and this guy doesn't know at all that sick people have never been proven to make healthy people sick. They've tried it, and it was an absolute failure. So I'll put that link up as well. And I put it up before about disease not being able to spread. Let me just write this down, disease not being able to spread. I don't want to forget any of the um, links in the show notes. So how do you produce a guy or woman who are emphatic? They're just emphatic. I know what's going on, although I don't research anything. I have no books. The, the virus spreads X, Y, and Z. And you produce a human like that through sort of 
the you know second the third point on this list is through the tv and the movies that's what we should really talk about so the top five ways that the government sort of makes you uninformed overweight sick and broke number one we did in the uh, the second part of this series food and schooling were the one two discussed in the podcast prior to the di- to this podcast 66 so we'll start today with the tv and the movies and how you can influence and we'll always put up the mind control documentaries which is you know i got i put a great addition in that list of the mind control documentaries if you want to look for it it's I think it's called bioterrorism, vaccines, and controlling the population. It definitely has uh, the phrase part three in this new edition on the mind control documentaries and related discussions. So I'll put that up so that you can understand that this guy who, you know, I was talking to yesterday, he's got the full mask on outside and I know I've studied this, so I know why he's wearing the mask. He, even though he doesn't, um, like he doesn't do any research in this area, he just assumes the mask is exactly what they say it is, and he's being processed through the school system. So these things are like pieces of a watch. They all fit together. They all work like little cogs in perfect unison. And and he's been taught throughout his school career that, you know, if you agree with authority, you get the A plus, the gold star, the 10 out of 10, the Smurf stamp. And you get these these, you know, waterfalls of positive reinforcement. So he becomes the adult coming out of the school system that, you know, really makes him programmed that the right answer is always the answer given by authority. Then he's, you know, he's hiding behind a veil of education, which he sort of knows consciously. He doesn't do any research on this. He's literally wearing the mask because it gives them safer safer passage through Satan's realm as opposed to not wearing it. And if you don't if you're not a strong, courageous, muscular, or even have any fighting skills or any financial strength or mental strength or spiritual strength, this sort of do what everybody else is doing, which again is a natural part of the brain. This is not an unnatural part of the brain. This is how we operate. Our subconscious mind is designed to look out, see what the majority is doing, mimic and mirror, emulate and copy what the majority is doing. So we gain acceptance in the herd and safety is a herd or group-based application. So he's wearing the mask as a signal to the rest of the herd that he's on board he holds similar beliefs similar ideas and then they say he's one of us and being one of the bigger group is what satisfies the subconscious mind's need for safety security and survival the fact that the masks do not work the fact that the masks make you sick if he keeps wearing the mask he will make himself sick and shave 
you know, months or years off his life because he's curtailing the oxygen to his own. Every, every cell needs oxygen. They can only go so long without the proper amount of oxygen before you get what's called necrosis or cellular death. And this is the power of the TV and the movies. That's number three. So how does the government make you overweight, sick, broke, and uninformed and disempowered is they use the TV and the movies in conjunction with how this natural part of the brain works and this this gentleman is you know has his mask on because he watches a lot of tv and listens to a lot of radio and he's not really listening to the radio or watching the tv to acquire knowledge the subconscious mind knows that the subconscious mind is very very intelligent and knows everything i'm talking about it's well aware that the tv is a lie-based operation it knows that it's propaganda it knows that it's straight line indoctrination it already knows that so why is the person watching it? Well, the subconscious mind encourages the person to watch the TV and watch the movies to acquire the ideas and the behaviors and the beliefs of the majority that are listening on the TV, the radio, on other radio, on other radios, and also watching the same shows on their own TVs or their own movie screens. So the people who rule us know that through their studies that what's on the radio and what's on the tv is listened to and watched by the masses in order to get sort of their marching orders in order to get their scripted lines in order to get their behaviors right the person has to get their behaviors right, make sure that their behaviors and their beliefs and how they talk down at the coffee shop are in line with what's coming out of the TV screen and in line with what's coming out of the radio and in line with what they read in the newspapers. And that's how you control the majority's behavior. And that's the danger of the TV and the radio and the newspaper and all print and, you know, all conventional print media is that it is a, it is a weapon to control the masses. So when you're watching TV, and again, the size of the mousetrap really baffles people at times, but your TV and your movies and your Hollywood and your Cineplex and the movie theaters in your area, they were never there to do anything but program you about everything. Uh, they implant your ideas off a huge over a huge landscape take for example something like viruses so this guy again is not only wearing a mask because you know he's trying to cue or virtual signal all the other people in the herd not to attack him not that wearing the mask makes any sense the part of the brain wouldn't even care if what you're doing kills you like in two years it, it'll make you do it just to fit in like if you want to know how crazy this part of the brain is look at a kamikaze pilot 
the subconscious mind is always seeking the approval of the herd, of the group, of the peers, of the elders, and it wants to mimic and copy and emulate so that the, the, the person is safer in the bigger group. And this is how sort of flawed this part of the brain is. The guy in the parking lot wearing the mask outside talking to me won't even take off his mask even though it's killing him, it's the same part of the brain active in a kamikaze pilot where the kamikaze pilot ends up killing themselves to fit in. I literally call that dying to fit in in a lot of my writings. And so you have the subconscious mind saying, hey, look, the, this is in, in, in regards to the kamikaze pilot. Hey, look, everybody in the town square that's you know, going to be a kamikaze pilot, whatever that is. The subconscious mind doesn't even care. It just sees this emotional positivity being given out in the Times Square, like in the square, the town square in Tokyo. The, there's young men with uh, bonsai headbands getting positive reinforcement from the herd. Everybody's clapping. Everybody's endorsing them. Everybody's giving them safe passage and positive reinforcement. So the subconscious mind in, say, 1942 in Tokyo, Japan, as a young man is walking by, the subconscious notice that there's a lot of positive energy being given to certain people in the town square by the town elders. The subconscious mind goes, let's do that. Let's go over there. Let's do what they're doing. I want the positive reinforcement. It makes me feel safer, more secure, and it will help me survive longer. And uh, the subconscious mind is like, absolutely, let's go participate in this. But what the subconscious mind gave the flaming thumbs up to was the the act of being a kamikaze war pilot which means you're going to drive a loaded bomb you know you got a fighter jet or a propeller jet with bombs and you're going to drive it into an enemy warship and you're dead so you got approval but you're dead. So if you don't think this part of the brain can be tricked or hurt you simply because it may, you know, what you're getting tricked into doing makes you safer, which is the trick, uh, think about the kamikaze policy. So when this guy comes out with the mask on outside, and this is how re ridiculous this is getting, the virtue signaling that I'm on board and I know what's going on, I guarantee you this guy has no idea what's going on that his behavior is not his own. And the mind control documentaries will clearly demonstrate that people's behavior is not their own. They only want to fit in. The truth doesn't matter. And, you know, we're supposed to deal with this part of the brain in a natural maturation from child to adult. But again, the Hollywood movies are very dangerous. It keeps us in a very childhood-like state. Like the movies like Elf and The Adventures of Ricky Bobby, any Adam Sandler movie. You see these, these various, um, it, they glorify adults acting, behaving, and talking like children. And that's where you can get this, this arrested development that is in so many adults today. And it just really adds to this kind of crazy... Uh, conformist people pleaser like personalities which are never supposed to be in you're never supposed to basically have these people pleasing personalities to this high degree in adults they're supposed to be in children 
uh, all ancient societies were well aware of this. You're not supposed to have such people-pleasing personalities and adults because it makes it very dangerous. It makes it very easy for the uh, takeover of that culture because the adults are very weak. So this guy, again, gets out, meets me in the parking lot. He's got the mask on. And, um, you know, he believes, and he was telling me stories about group gatherings and he was telling me stories, that, you know, everything would be better if kind of people stayed six feet apart. But again, he doesn't know that viruses have never been proven to, to spread like that. So how does he um, believe that disease is spread in this way? No research, but he's concrete. Like he, he is emphatic that the that sick people uh can infect other people with their breath and that disease spreads people to people but if you go in the science and medical research library you're not going to find any of that okay you, it's and i'll put up the actual study where they they tried that it, it's it was a, when science was you know, honest, they're like, well, maybe it does spread person to person. Let's get some sick people. Let's get some healthy people. And they tried it. They had 500 sick people. And I don't mean sick. I mean near death. And then they had 100 people. And this experiment couldn't be done today because of the horrendous uh, like you can't round up 500 sick people if they're sick. They would never allow it. And thank God it was a little bit of an older experiment, which proves in, like concretely that healthy sick people can't make healthy people sick. And healthy people can't make sick people healthy. Like if everything was contagious, like you can't catch my wealth, you can't catch my health, and you can't catch if I'm sick either. Everybody's separate. We're not in this together. It's like if you're overweight, sick and broke, it's all on you. And no one likes that in the victimhood society, right? Some guy likes to get shit-faced in Mexico ride back on the airplane have explosive diarrhea and then blame a bug or blame some snot you know snot-nosed kid in three seats in front of him because it's a victimhood society it comes as a package of general weakness right so we'll put up that study where 500 like sick almost dead people tried to infect 100 healthy people and those 100 healthy people were actually prison prisoners in a prison so they're really not that healthy to begin with right they're lonely they're depressed their stress levels are high they probably didn't feed them well and those 500 sick people couldn't even make the, and they were doing stuff they're breathing on each other they're exchanging saliva through cotton swabs they even took some mucus from the nose saliva from the mouth and drew the blood of the sick people and injected it yes folks injected it into the healthy people not one of the hundred were sick you would think they would you would think injecting blood of a sick person into a healthy person would at least give them a little bit of a sniffle didn't even give them a sniffle all hundred all hundred prisoners participated didn't get sick whatsoever they couldn't transfer disease to healthy people and they still can't today and they'd refuse to do these kind of experiments anymore because they're always complete failures so how did you get this guy show up and this is related to point number three the danger of the tv and the movies how do you get the guy in, you know, talking to me, fully masked, 
emphatic and telling me stories about this is going to, you know, if we could just stay six feet apart. And, you know, are there any evidence for masks? Absolutely not. Are there any evidence for six-foot distances? Absolutely not. Are there any evidence for closing businesses, territorial bubbles, or even the existence of viruses themselves and the way they're advertised to make people sick? Absolutely not. So how do we get a guy and a girl, and this isn't picking on this one guy, because a lot, I mean, a lot of people are like that, right? They know for sure. Like the person who reads the least, this is what's crazy about our society, the most uninformed believe they are the most sure so this guy kind of falls in the middle he's you know he's guessing he's not but he's emphatic though about the mask he's emphatic about infections that sick people make can make healthy people sick how do you get a guy like that how do you get a girl like that how do you get so many people believing the same lie the same unvalidated claim well, because the subconscious mind, number one, looks for what everybody else is doing and will utter it simply for safety, security, and survival-based reasons. But how the majority came to the point where they believe viruses can infect people, and I'll even put up uh, Dr. Cowan, I think it's called the virus myth, the virus myth, uh, Dr. Thomas Cowan, released a book explains all this in a whole book so a whole book about yeah no viruses don't make people sick and so how do you get this guy how do you get this guy emphatic that he's got to stay away from me six foot and if the government told him 10 foot he'd do it and if they said look you got to be 10 feet you got to kind of put one finger in your ear. You got to slather Skippy peanut butter up your ass crack. He'd be like, yeah, the Skippy peanut butter is really working good. There's a bit of a Skippy peanut butter shortage. I'm importing mine from uh, Quebec. This is how, you know, and then this all comes off as sanity. But what, what you see, the insanity isn't really insanity. It's just the way we're designed. How do you, and this guy is six foot today and a mask, but if they told him to wear two masks, he would. If they told him to do 10 foot distance, he would. And he's saying, oh, he's not going to take the vaccine. We've got a lot of these fence sitters. But with enough mental manipulation, given he doesn't know how his behavior is manufactured in the first place, he's going to be really easy to trick into the vaccine. They're just going to turn the pressure up and the conformity-based group behavior you know, behavior modification tactics. He's going to drown in them because he doesn't know how his behavior is manufactured outside his conscious control. So how does he believe viruses make healthy people sick? And viruses can make you just sick out of the blue. And you're, you know, eating organic doesn't have anything to do with it. How you sleep has nothing to do with your health. Whether you exercise has nothing to do with your health. These are all co-joined ideas that, yeah, like I could eat all organic, sleep really good, get proper sunlight, get proper hydration, and bang, viruses tax me, I can go down, which literally teaches people that how they eat and how they treat themselves and their health rituals means nothing. So that's how you produce a whole bunch of weak people too, because they're like, yeah, whether I eat Doritos or cauliflower, it's the viruses that make me sick. This is the biggest load of bullshit ever. Great way to disempower the population. But the reason this guy believes that viruses make people sick is because it's in all the movies. 
it's in all the TV shows. It's like I Am Legend with Will Smith. Go watch it. It's about a virus, an out-of-control virus. Someone, I think they said, was in, in I Am Legend. It was about a cancer vaccine. And they're like, we've cured cancer. Then it makes everybody zombies, which is probably half true. I mean, if you keep injecting all these documented poisons that are designed to make us sick and mutate us, you could end up a zombie. I'll shoot you with a shotgun if, if you really do. Don't worry about that. But if you go back to I Am Legend or you go back to uh, Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman, World War Z with Brad Pitt, Contagion with Matt Damon, I'll even put up a list, a list of viral movies that have come out in the past, I think, 30 years. And of course, there was a massive explosion of viral movies because they have planned this for a very, very long time. You have to keep pushing this false narrative, making the people say, look, I got my PhD, my doctorate in virology from TV and Hollywood Cineplex University. And so this this guy that I'm talking about, he has this degree. He has a degree in virology from TV University, from Cineplex University, because viruses, sickness, mutations, disease, and early death have concretely in the medical and scientific literature do not come as advertised by the movie so everybody's believing the movie version of viruses you're gonna breathe on me you're going to infect me i'm gonna die early regardless if i drink wine or vodka or it's always the virus like if someone drinks a 40 pounder a 40 pounder 40 ounce of tequila you're gonna wake up sick tomorrow were there any viruses in the tequila no but you can blame a virus if you're a weak ass human being if you're not empowered if you want to buy into the liaria and you know be totally controlled like a drone bot super slave you can buy into this false narrative and it's easy to do so that's why i've always said the subconscious mind is hacked by repetition that's why there's like you know at least 500 viral movies released like angels and demons was about viruses that was with tom hanks we have hobbs and shaw that was with the rock and jason statham that's about viruses it's always about i'm catching disease from some somewhere else my health state doesn't really depend on my sickness i can get taken down it's kind of like a cruise missile to me and then your breath is a weapon now my breath is a weapon and then we all have to get our vaccines and inject more poisons which is one of the only ways to get sick by the way is you know these mercury and not from not like not going back to this you know um organic research where it was saliva snot and uh, blood that were injected into people but what they're injecting into people today is like mercury aluminum and moderna has come out and i'm going to try and find that link moderna and if you if you happen to notice that moderna that's one of the vaccine manufacturing companies uh, the it's they're they're they've actually admitted a little bit that their injection is not a vaccine 
and that it's an operating system. And we'll do a little podcast on that maybe tomorrow. You're getting injected with a computer operating system, and so many people are dying. I get so many uh, updates, and I'm not even laughing about that, but I get so many, um, you know, emails, messages from across the world, and I've had to categorize them. So many people are getting crippled and dying from these vaccines, and I would think, you know, when I get them, I'm like, oh, it must be the same one from Florida or the same one from Brazil or the same one from Norway or the same one from Portugal. And they're all different. They're coming in from all around the world. This, And they're all frontline healthcare workers, doctors and nurses. And I predicted that six months ago in another podcast. And they're take, those people are taking vaccines because they've watched the same stupid movies. And they've, they've listened to it over time. They don't, the people believe, there's no research anywhere that vaccines make you better, healthier, safer, more immune or more resistant to disease. Nowhere, nowhere. And I'll put up, I'll put up the documentaries that prove that. And so you got about a thousand uh, medical doctors and PhD scientists coming forward in these documentaries saying and they all say the same thing oh we thought that too we thought that vaccines made you immune or improved your immune system developed antibodies and made you better and these doctors and phd scientists are saying we really uh, we understand that we were brainwashed by the medical school by the tvs by the movies there and and then when we decided to stop when we graduated or maybe in the middle of medical school, we went to the research library, both, you know, the scientific, even the toxicology libraries and um, the science medicine libraries. No, nothing, (laughs) nothing in the libraries showing anything that other than the vaccines really hurt you and make you sick on their own. And then that spun and told to you that you are you you have a virus you're sick again because something foreign attacked you and this is why the people who rule you love the virus theory of disease because what's been really proven if you go to the medical and science libraries is the only thing that makes you sick is poison now if you found out and came to the conclusion that scientifically validated every in every research library in the world that the only thing that makes you sick and die prematurely everybody dies but you know, if you want to die a painful and premature death, you're going to be it poison is what does that. Now, who poisons you all the time? Well, it's the medical system, it's the scientific system, it's the government system, and the media system always telling you that your your foundation of health is poisons. So this is why the government and the people who rule you, I mean, I'm just going to say ancient ruling families masquerading as your altruistic governments, and they control you through fear and poison. They make you weak. I mean, this is what the list is about, no? This is what it's about. This is how they make you weak. They have you mind-controlled to make you think that poisons don't make you sick and that injections of poisons will make you healthy. Of course, you're going to run after your tail and you're going to take a five-star first-class ride into the abyss for your entire life. Your life's going to be a complete and utter shit show from start to finish. And you're going to be very confused while you're getting such shitty results following the doctrine of government, media, medicine, and science, but you don't understand they're all colluding against you, and that's how big the mousetrap is, and that's sort of why you're confused. But why you're really confused is because you have a part of the brain uh, that's easily hacked through repetition, and that's why these 
movies and TV shows were always there with the repetitive message. I'll even try to find an Andy Griffith. I don't know if it's Andy Griffin or Andy Griffith, but there's it was a very old show with Don Knotts and Andy Griffin or Griffith. I don't know. It's an older show, well before my time. It's in black and white. I think my dad used to talk about that show a little bit so it's a little older but it goes back there and i think the don knotts character his name was barney fife maybe you know don't quote me on that but maybe was his name barney fife he he came off as a real kind of uh, dumb dumb deputy and annie griffith was a sheriff or something like that but even in that show there was a vaccine uh, episode where someone from the government was c- trying to come and vaccinate all the state employees, including the sheriff, Andy and Don Knotts. Um, you know, I don't even know what his name was. But yeah, a whole show dedicated to brainwashing the kids that the vaccines are safe and Don Knotts character was afraid of it. And then he gave in and it wasn't that bad, just a little uh, you know, a little prick in the arm. They've been brainwashing people in this way because vaccines, injected poison, and all the other poisons that are advertised in a repetitive way as good or healthy for you, they are tyrannical arms of governance. That's how they, you can't farm lions. You can only farm lambs. And when you want to make the powerful human lion a lamb, of course you're going to poison the feed. Of course you're going to inject poisons into that lion. Because if you're farming, if you, if you can you imagine a real lion farm? Like, okay, Jim, it's harvest time. You go round up the lions. Well, lions will kill you. You know, there's not enough bullets in the gun. You might get three of them. The other ones will just rip you apart. But if you're in humans are born like lions, and that's why they start poisoning the shit out of the kids right away because that's where you have to strike when when the potential is the highest. And that's why in the first year of life, I, I believe there's 22 vaccines or 24 vaccines in the United States that are advised in the first year of life. And there's 16 or 18 in Canada. Try to poison the, the kid. The potential of the human has to be inhibited very, very early. They're not giving your children uh, vax injections of poisons to make them better. They're doing that so that they're easier to rule. They become dysfunctional, poisoned and weak and disabled adults. And many children die from the vaccines, which of course is hidden from the public, which will be discussed in the documentaries that you will find in the show notes. So every time I mention I'm going to add something, I'll be adding it to the show notes. So that's number three your tv your tv and movies folks they're not there they're there to make you like the guy i'm talking about emphatic that you know voting is what makes people represent you in government they don't represent you folks it's 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 a hollywood uh, stage show you think any you think the people right now that are closing your businesses lying about a virus lying about PCR uh, positive tests. They're lying about the whole thing. They started the pandemic by taking regular deaths and then recategorizing them as COVID. There are no extra deaths. That's the post I got kicked off Facebook for because I proved there's no extra deaths in uh, Canada. 
the deaths in the U.S. are equal, the deaths in the U.K. are equal, and the hospitalizations in the U.K. are lower than they were this, this time last year. And then, you know, I saw a news story, you know, on my phone this morning that, oh, the U.K. hospitals are at their breaking point. And there was a lady arrested. She broke in the hospital, went around the whole hospital. It's completely empty. They had to arrest her because they're trying to inhibit the truth from coming out. And, you know, this is, you know, you, you trust these people. And the reason you're trusting these people that are lying about everything is because not only is the viral liaria a repetitive message along with the vaccine liaria in a lot of Hollywood film. It's like government's a legitimate force to uh, rule you. Taxes aren't theft. They help pay for the roads. There's so many shows for kids about going to school, going to university. Again, it's part of the trick. They're going to trick you to pay like 20 grand a year to go indoctrinate yourself, move, you know, get drunk, get high, uh, move you into a slave system where you work nine to six on some fucking useless job where you never have enough money to do exactly what you want when really if the government really was in you know had your best interest at heart they would simply teach you how to do a business plan instead of a resume it's all a scam folks and the tv and the movies are the advertising wing for the scams you got to understand that it doesn't matter if it's even a movie about kids going to university and having a great time and falling in love and having some wild sex and smoking some bongs like Van Wilder or something. It's there to make to normalize that process. You know, you go to school, you 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 you, you know, skip some classes, you fall in love, and then the average kid is like, I guess that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to keep going with this lie based system. Folks, if you would have put a thousand bucks in Bitcoin in 2011 right now you'd have 200 million dollars and there's opportunities like that all over the place there's still opportunities like that in crypto right now but is your uh, government interested in teaching you anything that's going to give you independence anything to modify your power anything where you're going to unplug from the control grid where you're going to have enough time to educate your kid at home instead instead of sending them to the 12-year indoctrination camp called government schooling your government's not the people who rule you there's not your government there's people who rule you have no interest in you becoming the most powerful version of yourself ever and that's why this list is trying to be described to you. It's a very big mousetrap. And once you understand how it really works, it'll be a lot easier for you to, you know, manipulate your own behavior. Stop falling for all this stuff. Stop hurting yourself by your own hand. <clears throat> so number four, we got the drugs, the booze, and the caffeine. I think we've might have beaten this one to death. The people who rule you, they love drugs. They've always loved drugs. It's a very old family. So when they want to take over a society, they send the drugs in. This isn't hard to figure out. They send the drugs in, and they've done this, say, in the opium wars in the, you know, in the early 1700s. They wanted to take over China. 
They're like, like, send in the drugs. Let's send in the opium. So they will go to the ports in China, drop off the opium to the drug dealers that worked for them. They would completely disempower the population, make them weak, make them docile, make them easy, easier to manipulate. Then they had to make the Chinese government at the time, which is most likely altruistic, had to come begging the British crown same people who rule you today, by the way, folks. Stop bringing the drugs in. We'll kind of do anything you want. Where people are so high, we can't even keep our food production up. And so, yeah, number four, drugs, booze, and, and caffeine. The the people who rule you, they that's how they take over areas. They send the drugs in. In say the crack cocaine e- epidemic, they're like, let's go get the minority uh, neighborhoods in in the United States, and this is just one aspect, one con job. It's a multifactorial con job. So like people like Bill Clinton, and his well, he's a, he works for the UK Royals. He said, look, I'm going to, they got together and said, look, let's smuggle the crack cocaine in, and I'll even put. Um, this is going to be a pretty big show note area, but I'll put up a, a lawyer from Bill Clinton's law firm in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, I think his name was Casey Nichols and he, he'll testify that the, uh, Clintons were pushing massive amounts of cocaine through the law firm and through Little Rock, Arkansas. And this was part of the plan. It's always part of the plan, folks. If someone's like, oh, Bill Clinton's bad, it's like, no, you're not getting it. It doesn't matter if it's Bill Clinton. There's always going to be someone working for this ancient ruling family. They're always going to use drugs. And they're going to use the money through the drugs to do other things that you probably don't know about. But here's just one example. Uh, Clinton's pushing huge amounts of drugs through Little Rock, Arkansas, and basically with an eye on minority neighborhoods. And they're always after the blacks. They're always after the African-Americans or or after the black community. For the same reason I talked about this in another podcast, they've studied the genetics. The black genetic line is very powerful. It, it it's, uh, has a lot more testosterone. It can be a lot taller. If you give it the right food, it can be a lot stronger. So, like, we got to get rid of the strong males. So they're sending in the crack cocaine into black communities, purposely trying to target the black communities because male empowerment and male strength is always an enemy to the, the weaker white ruling families that are still in control of the United States today, by the way, like Biden and those people. They're directly related to who I'm talking about. So you have the huge influx of cocaine into uh, the minority neighborhoods that's going to lead to a whole bunch of crime so bill clinton changed the crime laws to make it so that people who were getting caught with the cocaine and other drugs that they also smuggled in did longer jail times then the same group started to privatize the jails and siphon massive amounts of budgetary money through the private jail system out of the U.S. government to steal for them and their friends who were also the drug dealers who are also the ones who changed the laws so that they could profit and also the ones that would find the cocaine being smuggled in by the uh, government agencies and then the government agencies 
would turn a blind eye to that because they were controlled by Bill, you know, Bill Clinton and his grew, you know, his like inner circle, his inner coterie. So we're going to put up a lot of proof of that and show you that not only was there a lot of cocaine going through Little Rock, Arkansas, but many good people in law enforcement were catching the CIA and various uh, the FBI smuggling cocaine into the U.S., and then they were getting their hands slapped and saying, we can't do anything. So this is the corruption you're up against, folks. And the reason they're doing that is because, and then alcohol, like in Canada, uh, the Canadian government let their recommendations out about three years ago, safe alcohol uh, guidelines. Now, alcohol is proven to cause cancer, brain damage, and end your life prematurely no matter how much you drink of it so you get that it's safe in moderation and red wine makes you live longer it's all fucking bullshit folks it's the same bullshit i talk about all the time so they keep telling you yeah red wine is healthy red wine is healthy so that guy with the mask he'll also tell me red wine's healthy he's never done any research on it and if you find someone who drinks red wine they look like they just came out of a thriller video of course it's not healthy for you it's the same story i keep telling the same story over and over and over again because you know that's the only way to counter the repetition of the lies is to give you the repetition of the truth and hopefully i'll hack your brain um so i'll put up a lot of i'll put up articles about the alcohol and in canada of course which is the borders don't exist there's no flags they don't exist to the people who rule us the same person who coordinated the drugs going through little rock arkansas and all the other opium wars i mean this isn't just one generation the same family who did all that pushed in canada and said okay you guys up there you make sure people get get completely destroyed on the booze so they have like our alcohol stores our liquor stores in canada they're like palaces they're literally like palaces and of course they are to draw the people in to keep the bullshit going to make sure they die early to make sure they're too weak to resist to make sure they're too stupid to fucking figure it all out and so in canada they said safe drinking guidelines for men 15 drinks a week for women 10 drinks a week that came out three years ago they used millions of dollars to promote it coast to coast and of course it was pushed on the repetitive basis so you got more on number one more on number two more on number three they're going to the liquor store they're buying the red wine this is healthy in moderation the government loves me where did i learn that i learned that at the government school system they're out for my best interest they wouldn't be trying to kill me oh god my life is great i'm sedated i'm high i'm tranquilized 24 hours a day so that i don't see what's really going on and this is how these ruling families have always rolled and their favorite drug isn't even cocaine or heroin and that's why they're in afghanistan uh, in when they invaded afghanistan it was particularly for the poppy crop the cia took the poppy crop in afghanistan from eight thousand hectares 
to 225,000 hectares of poppy plants because they want the they're bringing the opiates over. So they're synthetic opiates, yes, but they're bringing the heroin over and other opiate derivatives, and they're flooding flooding the inner cities with it to make sure we collapse, to make sure our strength is gone, so they can take us over, take everything we own, everything we've ever worked for, and then you got that guy coming up and he's like matt my mask protects you yours protects mine six foot distance viruses nothing he knows is true nothing they're coming for him they're coming for him because they put the exact behavior they needed into him to make him sit to make him docile to make him take a knee to make him think that somehow this is going to work out if he just shuts his mouth and obeys like a slave this is they've manufactured him out of a factory of a mental manipulation factory. So their favorite drug isn't even any of those drugs. It's coffee. Their favorite drug is coffee. Bill Gates started, it was the seed funder for the first Starbucks franchise push. Coffee cuts blood flow to the brain by 52% on one eight ounce cup. The same one eight ounce cup of coffee activates what's called your limbic system or your fight or flight system for three weeks out even if no other coffee is consumed in that three-week time and when your fight or flight system is on you're more prone to mind control you're more compliant you're more reflexively obedient you're more scared and you have more of a child iq that's why they love coffee it's proven caffeine makes people do boring tasks longer and if you weren't running a slave camp if you're running a human farm of course you want uh, like booze you know, they just fall down, they're sloppy, they're messy, they're uncoordinated. The caffeine is proven to make them more focused and make them dumber and happier when they're doing dumb things. That's why most people drink coffee before they go to work because they hate their jobs. They're doing futile and mundane processes and they're like, if I get high on coffee, I can kind of ignore or tranquilize or distract myself from my shitty life. And that's why the coffee shops are on every single corner. And if you go back to Huxley's book, Brave New World, they talked about a drug called Soma that was for sale everywhere that made people docile and reflexively obedient to authority. Well, caffeine and coffee is the Soma, and it doesn't matter if it's a pre-workout drink, rock star drinks, energy drinks, tea. Tea was the UK's original caffeine assault, but they would have tea time at two o'clock or 12 o'clock when the slaves would be getting like, hey, what the hell's going on? I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little pissed off at my shitty life. But they're like, oh, tea time. Who wants some tea time? <laughs> Recaffeinate the dum-dums. And that's exactly what goes on today is that's why the caffeine's everywhere. So these guys use these drugs, these psychoactive drugs. I'll even put up I'm putting up so many. I'll have to listen to this whole podcast again. I'm sure I'm going to um, miss some things in the show notes, but I'll promise to put them there. I'll put up some spider web experiments from NASA, which is another fake company, but they did um, infuse certain spiders with certain psychoactive drugs. Psychoactive means it affects your brain. And the caffeine was one of them. LSD was another one. Alcohol was another one. And then they let them spin their webs. I'll let you look at the results of that yourself. You tell me which one, which drug screws your mind up more. 
you're probably guessing it's caffeine and bing 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 bingo bango bongo you're exactly right caffeine completely destroys your brain function which is great for the people who rule you which is exactly why they've always used drugs against you caffeine's just their most favorite one because it screws up your brain and makes you appear functional all at the same time they couldn't be happier when they found coffee in um, saudi arabia when they were rolling through there one day hacking and raping and pillaging their way across uh, persia wherever they go this is all they do really is they're just an evil force um and they're like oh, i can't believe how effective this caffeine is at doing x y and z to the brain they loved it it started off as tea <coughs> when they found coffee they couldn't believe it they're like oh, it's like it's like tea times 10 and they're like this is the drug we've been looking for and that's why they were going across the world too looking for drugs how to better control the human farms that they had running in different countries how do you think the united kingdom uh a, you know a country the size of what, a postage stamp in the world went on to rule like six and still does rule 60 percent of the known world well this is this is some of their modalities keep them dumb Keep them weak, keep them dumbed down, indoctrinate them, make them fall in love with the people who rule them, make them fall in love with the poisons that make them weak. This is a very simple application of rule, and it's hard for people to hear, but let go ahead. You, you, watch, you listen to something like this, you listen to this podcast, you'll get curious, and then you'll start seeing it in real time. No one who listens to me sees the world uh, as they used to see it and they know i'm telling the truth because they're like yeah i see it every day now i know exactly what's going on there's a new coffee shop opening up and a new weed shop and then next to that a new liquor store and they're saying red wine is healthy yeah you, you're gonna see it trust me you're gonna see it number five we're gonna wrap this up is the money supply the money supply is there to basically money is a container not going to beat this one to death money is a container for your energy and these people are energy magicians so picture them in the forest i don't know a thousand years ago you're out on your farm and they're evil so they're looking at you and you got your hoe or you got your your plow and your cow and they're like okay um we could steal this farm and kill him uh, we could steal his plow. We could steal his cow. But how can we steal his work? And an, one evil person looked at another evil person and said, what do you mean? How can we steal his work? He's like, well, he's moving. He's putting forth effort. He's giving value. He's taking energy from the sun. And he's eating food, which is like, packages of sunlight and then he's using the energy from the sun which he consumes through the food and then he's working himself and that work could we steal the work and the guy the other evil guy's like uh I, maybe like we're evil we we could steal yeah maybe let's get to work on this this is a this is a conundrum yes we could steal his cow and his plow and his house and his farm we could rape his wife and his kids but can we steal his energy his movement his value his production beyond stealing the crop he makes could we steal 
his life force somehow. They're like, yeah, okay. Okay, well, I'll chop this tree down and we'll invent paper. And then we'll print on the paper and say it's money. And then we'll tell him that uh, we'll, we'll tell him that he's going to use the money and he has to use the money to buy other stuff, which is just other people's labor. And then, yeah, you know, then we could steal his money and we'd have to keep on working. And then we could come back every year and we could steal all his money again. And this way, we could literally use money as a container for his work effort his energy his value and then yes unbelievably well done evil man number one we could steal his effort and his energy and and transform it into paper money and then steal his money and if we killed him we could never siphon off his energy so folks money is your life force in physical form and the people who rule you know that it's energy magic current and that's why it's energy like that's why it's called currency like electrical currency who has the power has the most money well power is an electrical term who's in charge well in charge again is a an electrical term who's in charge who's in power currency you know, like like there's a power bank of batteries. Well, we bring our money to a bank, like a power bank. So money is your value in physical form. And the people who rule you are literally stealing your work value and giving it away to their friends. And, th and that's why the more money a country prints and gives away it's an invisible way of stealing the life force of the people they rule over you don't know this i'm going to put up a great um, series by mike maloney about the history of money so that you can start on you can understand that what you carry in your wallet is a form of energy magic it's there as a container for your value. And by the government printing unlimited amounts of money like they're doing now under a false and fraudulent pandemic, they're literally sucking your energy, your life force, your value, and your production away from you to the point where you're not going to have, your money's going to be worthless because you are literally have no life force left. And then you pass away. And this is what the average person, if you didn't allow, if you use someone else's money as a container to hold your value, a container by which your government couldn't steal your money, they couldn't go to war or enslave you because they have no way of stealing money which is, or currency, which is a container for your value. What do you think Bitcoin is? What do you think cryptocurrencies are? They are containers for your value, containers for your work effort, containers for your life force that the government cannot pillage and steal from you. Do you not understand why they're so popular right now? Because you can put your effort into them and then the government can't steal Bitcoin and give it to their friends and siphon all your savings away. But they can do that with their money. Bitcoin and crypto, folks, 
is your money, the people's money. And gold and silver, too, if you have some gold, silver in your house, the government can't come in. They, they think they can, but you can go bury it in the backyard. That's your value. It's yours to keep. And when you use their currency, they can bleed you at any time. And that's exactly what they're doing right now. So if you're interested in trying to basically hold your value, hold your power, hold your, hold your currency or your electrical force or your production for yourself, again, I'm going to do a very shameless plug. Come work with me at the end of January and... I will show you how to get healthy with food and exercise and water. But besides that, I'll teach you how to overcome your self-sabotage. Self-sabotage is the programmed messages that they have given you to make you think that you deserve a shit life. I'm going to take those programming. I'm going to remove it from your subconscious. I'm going to install programs that make you know you're worth everything and more get your power back i'll put in programs to get the lies out to get the programming out that makes you hurt yourself by your own hand so not only will i teach you how to be healthy and tell you the truth about health i'll tell you instantly when you acquire this program even though i meet you at the end of january I send you a video right away. You'll have your self-sabotage overcome, done, finished, over, and you'll start understanding how to reprogram your own brain using the same technology that they use to input their disastrous software program into your brain. I'll make sure to do a full virus scan of your, of your subconscious, take out their programming, put in new ones. And not only that, you're going to get that video right away. It's a recording I did in October, November of uh, 2020. But I'm going to send you a free talk on cryptocurrencies, a free talk on other ways where you can Start putting your money and understand. I know people are like, what's cryptocurrency? I have no idea what it is. How do you get started? I don't have, what coins do I get? I know nothing. Yeah, I know. I was that guy seven months ago. I, I've tripled my money so far that I've put in. It's going to be quadrupled. It's going to go up 10 times. So, you know, I know I'm, one guy I was talking to when I let the, when I recorded this, it was in October, he put in 100000 and he put it. He got six hundred thousand back, and he'll probably get up to about two million before this is all over. And you don't have to have a hundred thousand. You could have like a hundred. One of my managers, like I mentioned in podcast sixty six, she put in a hundred bucks. She got a hundred seventy bucks this morning. She's losing her mind. She only put in the hundred bucks about I don't know three weeks ago, and she is. She's like, oh my god. And, uh, you know, everybody likes the big return. And uh, it doesn't matter how much money you have. You just, you know, so the value of her, her work energy, it's maintained. And then the government can come and steal her work value. And the people who rule you don't deserve any of it, folks. It's just a mind control program. They're a bunch of criminals. You live under a, cr a crime syndicate. And they're really trying to lock all the knowledge down right now. They're like, oh, our crime syndicate is under jeopardy. And uh, it's time for you to be the best person you can be. And, I, you know, I'm not saying I'm the only one that can get you there. But my program at the end of January will do all that. It's very cheap. 
It's inexpensive, very effective, very quick. I, I synthesize very complex issues down to uh, things that are simple to understand. So I hope you enjoyed this series. We'll do something different tomorrow. I have no idea. I'll wait for the next thing that kind of drives me crazy, and I'll make sure I talk about that tomorrow. So if you need to talk to me at all, maybe send me a message, jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. Again, it's jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.